Oh no, and now I'm there by myself. My gosh, oh, after all of this. Oh <laughs> after spending like an hour with technical issues, I was like, as soon as the countdown ended, I'm like, oh my god, I'm here by myself. What is happening? <laughs> like Cybergradia, uh-oh, we're about to start the show. We talk about stuff and things, lots of guests in depth interviewing. Like Cybergradia, uh-oh, it's nobody's favorite show. Movies, comics, video games, and TV. And we also can guarantee that it's not gonna be that funny. Welcome, everybody, to this uh, uh, live stream of the Mike Seibert Radio Podcast. I am your host. Uh, joining me here on the Mike Seibert Radio uh, live stream, in fact, actually making his video debut on the Mike Seibert Radio live stream, owner, operator, madman behind uh, TFU.info and the host of uh, Transformers University Podcast, my friend, Anthony Bercali, welcome. Thank you so much for being patient and for uh, taking the time to uh, hang out with me this evening. Mike, I've been looking forward to this. Uh, the we know we chat offline about this whole bunch, and and like I'm just so glad we were able to do this. I was I was talking to my wife, and I'm, she's like, "You've been on that recently." I go, "It's been like two years since I've been on, but I could be wrong." It's. I mean, uh, I would have to go back through the feeds, but it probably was. It was probably. I feel like oh it was January gosh, or February twenty. That sounds about right, because I was going to say maybe that was connected to either after a New York Comic Con or coming up on a New York Comic Con. Um, I don't know if we've done a show during the Rona. Yeah, no, it was Toy Fair 2020, which was a month before everything started to shut down. That's right. That's right. Yeah, it was kind of like... yeah, it's oh my gosh. So I I guess in a sense that's kind of what um I I guess let's kind of start there, uh do a little bit of uh, uh catch up. Uh we'll we'll do our uh, sad news segment next. I I think I just I I think I kind of want to start with uh the existential dread cast. Um so me and Ant are uh Twitter buddies and podcast buddies and Transformers fandom buddies, and we correspond very often on on Twitter. And for the last um, several months, I mean, I I stopped at October when trying to find topics that we pitched each other over the last several months of podcasts we keep needing to do. Because I I feel like pre-COVID, we wouldn't get together often, but occasionally enough you know at least like you know once or twice a year usually around like a toy fair or a new york comic con or or some kind of occasion but one of one of the themes that we've been talking about through the pandemic is uh something called the existential dread cast in that like you know all of us are kind of kind of feeling it it's it's been it's been a, a rough couple years, and you know there there are various things we've seen in uh, Transformers fandom, 
and just in in uh, the podcasting space, the content creation space that, you know, kind of kind of gets gets us down from time to time, whether it's like um, uh, getting uh, fixated on on numbers, downloads, views, um, why this uh, uh, channel pops and this one doesn't. It's it's just like a lot of like existential dread that's kind of been amplified uh, through the kaleidoscope and backdrop of uh, the pandemic. So um, I guess where I wanted to start with uh, with kind of this conversation is just kind of do a, a gut check in how you doing, like how, um, you know, like you got the website, you got the YouTube channel, um, you've had a, a huge geographical move you're, you're in you're in um orlando now instead of in new york so that's you know huge huge change so a lot has gone on since since we've done a podcast together i'm gonna shut up for a second just say how uh how's how's all of your stuff doing um you know i i don't know uh <laughs> you know that's which is fair I, enough I, an I, answer as any no, I think that's the answer I've gotten to at this point, especially now. Like in, and um, you know, as we're recording this, we're almost we're almost at New Year's Eve, and uh, and you know, for me, it's just there's there's been a lot, and there's been a lot of I really need to get on that. I really need to do more. Uh, for me, especially with the podcast, I haven't done that many episodes in the last um, six months or so. And and I, to, you know, there is that little bit of existential dread. I'm letting my listeners down. I'm letting my audience down. Like, and you know, the only way that like you continue to build that audience and grow is like by being consistent. And uh, I'd say the one thing I haven't been is is consistent. And it's funny. It's funny you mentioned all these facets because. Uh, uh, today I had some free time and I sat down instead of, you know, say doing research for the next episode of the podcast or, or something like that. I was like, I need to kind of formulate my goals for 2022. And I'm not really, um, I'm not really a person that does that. Uh, I'm not really a new year's resolutions person. I'm not really like, a, sure. you know, I'm, I'm like, oh, okay, give me a list and I'll start checking things off. And I kind of took the inspiration from, um, comic book writer, uh, Cullen Bunn. He has a, um, he has a newsletter he um he sends out to his fans they can subscribe to it off his website and um he kind of listed out his goals and broke them down into like uh various like groups like uh social media and family and work and mm. things and i was like i'm gonna do that <laughs> so i actually sat down today and then did a bunch of that and then looking at it, i was like boy I, I have a lot of irons in the fire right now so it, it i think the hardest part the most, you know, the most challenging part of that, on top of being consistent, is prioritizing. What's what's most important, you know? Like, yeah, I, I want to do an episode a week of the podcast. I want to make sure that the website, the Toy Archive, are back to uh, 2022 because right now they're kind of suspended in 2016. Um, right. it, and and that's part of you know part of my redesign. Like, there's a, there's a lot of things I'm like I need to kind of focus and also grow my audience and grow, you know, you know, I, I hate to say it, you know, but there, there's a monetization aspect to it. There is a, yeah. you know, and I think that adds to the dread in some ways because you're taking your hobby and you're trying to turn that into something that brings in some income to at least pay for the hobby that you're, you're in. 
Um, so yeah, I think a lot of it, um, I'd say um, I'm doing okay would be my answer. I don't, I don't know exactly where I'm headed just yet, but I'm doing okay. <laughs> I understand. Well, at, at a time where we're all just kind of uh, trying to keep putting one foot in front of the other. And, um, you know, we, we've talked about this in our correspondence and I've, I've occasionally been very open here on my podcast about kind of just kind of my, my struggles to put one foot in front of the other. It's, it, it's difficult to maintain that level of enthusiasm and motivation. And like you said, consistency, it's uh, it, it, it could be a huge challenge and I, I, I guess my challenges have kind of suddenly become kind of twofold. One, with my uh, new work schedule, I'm finding it increasingly difficult to, uh, to record, to do uh, videos like this. Um, so, but on the other hand, I have more access to more technology like you know i've, I've been using this uh, this restream platform that works on everybody except for one particular organization that has it blocked <laughs> across the board on all of their devices but that's neither here nor there but 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 i mean like trying to do new stuff with like uh, a video i've even been like chopping up some of my streams into like smaller portions and trying to think about trying to get maybe something going on uh, on the YouTube channel and just, you know, trying to be experimental in a, in a new space, um, you know, in a way to kind of try to keep things interesting. I think though, in doing that, I occasionally lose sight of the mothership because the mothership should just be like the podcast. It's like, you know, it's in the name where we're, we're podcasters doing podcasting. But the video stuff is kind of fun and it's new and all that but that takes more time than uh than other stuff so so it's really hard to um stay focused while also staying enthusiastic while still kind of trying to quash uh like childish jealousy stuff it's like why are people watching that channel? It's garbage. You know, that, that, and, and, I, and I'm, you know, I just, I just mean like the, the space in general, you know, I mean, not, not any particular personalities, but I, I still also kind of, and you can even, you can even apply that to, um, you know, just to the types of things that you or I put out that mm -hmm. become popular. Like I tweeted out yesterday, I tweeted out a long kind of 10, 10 part thread on the greatness of, uh, the Robots in Disguise 2015 line, which is it's on a shelf right behind me. That was kind of what I did yesterday. I was like, I'm gonna yeah. part of part of me catching up to things is is getting my displays up. So I was like, you know what, I'm gonna put up this display. And I and I realized how like influential this line was and how important it was. And so I wrote this whole thing. And just before tweeting that out, I was like, let me send a few tweets out so that like I'm engaging with the algorithm and I'm, uh -huh, I'm doing uh -huh. the things that's going to make Twitter put my, my my other stuff into people's feeds, right? And um, someone someone tweeted out a photo of uh, it was, uh, actually it was my friend John from um, uh, Transformers Chronicles who uh, tweeted out a picture of Optimus Prime just saying Megatron, and it was, I think his his caption was like. 
you you can you can hear this this panel. Yeah, and, it's panels you can hear. Yeah. Yeah, and I just I I don't like okay, let me goof on this. I'm like a retweet. It's like you know, um, uh, this this panel takes 45 seconds in the Netflix series, and, <laughs> and of course, like the the two got comparable amounts of likes and retweets and engagement. And I'm like, I took 20 minutes writing that other third. Yeah. <laughs> I took four seconds to make a stupid joke, but more people are going to like the stupid joke than the, than the thing that I actually worked on. So like, there, there's sometimes you just, you just want to bang your head against the wall in terms of like, what, what is, uh, what are people are interested in from you? Right. Right. Well, and, and, and the thing that I've discovered is that you can't, really clock that so like for example <laughs> I, this is a meme i stole from facebook this isn't even my meme and, and he does have a uh watermark on there I, I have a story about that as well but he's got a uh a watermark on it from the page that i stole it from uh, a blue fox toy it looks like and yeah it's just like and i i just put up an easy capture that says bare hands um I don't, I don't generally put out tweets that get like 277 likes, you know, that that's, that's kind of, that's kind of unusual for me, but um, it reminds me of a lesson that I've learned. It's like, like you were saying, you could, you could dump your heart and soul into like writing an article and, and incorporating like video clips into it and, you know, do like this whole thing. But the thing that's going to catch fire is a dumb meme. It's always dumb memes, always um and and it's just it, it's it's occasionally frustrating how the amount of effort is disproportionate to the yeah uh, and and i see my my buddy aaron hanging out in the chat too and i know he knows exactly that feel because he and i have also had a, a text exchanges about <laughs> that very same thing it's just like you know you put you put so much of yourself into it and it just it, it just it just doesn't matter and it's 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 just frustrating and difficult to stay uh stay motivated at times you don't know no, the funny thing is is that you bring up that that tweet and if you scroll down there's the picture i i took uh with with one of my megatrons here and and uh an animorph that that uh, a oh. fan of my show sent me <laughs> the funny thing is, is i put I put a good, it took me a good 10, 10, 15 minutes to get those hands to stay on long enough for me to take the photo. <laughs> and uh, and this, this still got less engagement than, than me making a quick joke about the Netflix series. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and again, it just, uh, uh, the more the work, the less the engagement. Yes, Aaron is 100% is correct. <laughs> that's, that's really what it is. It's, it's like you just throw something up. It's, it's, uh, it's art. So... I don't know, but but I I an interesting postscript to the story, uh, this whole uh, social media thing. So I mentioned like I stole this from this dude's Facebook, but this I mean this is uh, Prime is obviously a screen grab from the movie, um, but this uh, this Megatron is um, the dude whose art this was um, uh, snagged from actually saw it and said hey wait a sec that's uh that's my megatron art um and and i'm now i'm now a meme so it's this uh this uh um uh artist uh named simon williams uh lol that's my megatron art in a meme i made it at last i had posted 
uh, the life cycle of art on the internet is so bizarre. Artist's work gets snagged and dropped into a dumb meme uncredited. Dumb meme then gets stolen from Facebook and shared here on Twitter by a knucklehead podcaster, me. Um, so the least I could do was put, uh, put a link to his uh, buy me a coffee page there. Uh, buy Simon Williams a co coffee. He's a, he looks like he's a cool artist. I might have to reach out to him and uh, um, correspond more in the future. Anyway, I'm on the show. Yeah, I I think so. I'm mean, because like that uh that that Megatron he did is really cool and and some very nicely um a G1 flavored uh stuff there. Um seems like his stuff is really cool and um I found out I was already following him on Twitter, so he must have done something that I liked previously. I wanted initially to start with um, uh, commenting on, uh, uh, of course, we're talking about the the passing of uh, artist uh, Derek J. Wyatt, who uh, just recently passed on the 27th, I believe, um, just, a, just a, um, a few days ago. And the reason why I wanted to incorporate it into this particular show rather than me doing something is because as my listeners might know or might not know i don't have a huge tether to tfa i um and i've talked about this on the the show before um i haven't watched transformers animated so it so it's a huge huge blind spot that uh, i in the next year i'm i'm definitely looking to remedy and it's it's going to have a a tinge of bittersweetness to it now when uh when uh me and michael andrews uh um launch uh two mics too furious uh tentative title of course but no um so okay so like uh two different things at once one uh status of two mics too furious i still very much want to do it uh michael andrews really wants to do it to the point where he's very eager and when we were talking in existential dreadcast i think um, I, I feel bad that I, I'm not really holding up my end because I barely have time to do Mike Seibert radio. And I think at a time where I was, um, I, I approached Michael Andrews about doing a TFA recap show at a time where I kind of had the, the, um, uh, the, the stuck feeling of like, oh man, I need to do something new and exciting to kind of shake myself out of this funk. And, and he even told me, he's like, don't let me be your rebound, dude. <laughs> and so <laughs> I'm like, no, 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 it's not like that at all. It'll be, it'll be like a side project. Um, and I just, I just haven't had the time to dedicate to it. So at a time where I guess I'm trying to do new year's resolutions, I really want to get something off the ground, uh, next year. Uh, for our uh, long gestating um, uh, Transformers animated recap show, but he wants to do it. I want to do it. I just and it's all me. I just haven't. I just haven't found uh, the right time management yet. But I know once we get into it, it's it's going to have that extra weight of with uh, uh, Derek not being with us anymore because I was even looking further further ahead saying like you know once we get going 
maybe uh, reach out to Derek and say, hey, man, we're doing this this recap show. Would you like to you know, join us? Um, and and of course, that's that's not going to happen now. Um, incredible talent uh, gone way too soon. But um, like I said, I, I don't have that exact tether and nostalgia. So um, I wanted to bring you on uh, to kind of, I don't know, maybe help me help us kind of do more proper justice and uh, maybe share any of uh, your thoughts and experience, one on Derek's passing, but then also kind of the the whole legacy of uh, Transformers Animated, which I'm sure is now going to be completely recontextualized by the fandom. Yeah, um, I think let's let's start with Derek because I think that that's you know uh, the first thing we should talk about is that um, I only met Derek maybe I think I'd met Derek twice uh, in my in my Botcom travels and he's and he had tweeted at me a few times during other conversations. Um, overall, really nice guy. Um, the one memory I have of him is of. I forget what year it was at BotCon, but him and Trent Troop, who was one of the um, one of the writers of a lot of the BotCon tech stories and and, and did some uh, 3D art for for um, 3D animation art for for BotCon, uh, a lot of those like commercials and stuff that that FunPub would do, and uh, the theft mm-hmm. of the golden disc video and all that stuff. Um, and I I know Trent from from way back, but uh, I didn't know Derek. But the two of them were kind of holding court in the in the lobby. And kind of like just um, there was maybe this time about eight or ten of us just hanging out with them, and they were just sharing like all the things, all the ideas that they like threw out that got rejected. And I, I can't remember any of them in particular, but I just remember being like, just like kind of super cool, kind of like campfire feeling of just like, okay, here's some stories, yeah. and this is what we were planning on doing. Um, that's my one personal interaction memory of 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 Derek White. But you know, the thing with animated. It's weird because it's his his character designs, his artwork, right? That kind of um, defines that look of the series. And oddly enough, it's a lot. It's the thing that put a lot of people off to the sure. series. Um, at Myself least at included. I'll, I'll throw in because um, right. yeah, it's like I I I didn't I didn't know what to do with it. Right. Um, I didn't either. And, and, and I'm very usually optimistic about this sort of thing. I'm like, I will give it a chance. Um, the thing that really threw me at that time was that here were these character designs that were way out there and way just kind of, uh, weirdly proportioned and, and strangely reimagined in a lot of ways. And I was like, how are they going to do this in the toy line? And before the show had debuted, some of those toys had come out and I had the I remember getting the Bumblebee toy first, or someone had it I knew. I was messing around with it, and I was amazed at how it pulled off the look in both modes. How it looked cartoony, but it was still this 3D physical object, right? Um, and so that sold me on on really giving the show a chance. Now, um, the show 